The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Hello, everybody. Everybody here in the BSV Center and also people online. Nice to see you again. And it's nice to meditate. <laughs> Just before I came up here, I uh, had a quite a nice meditation actually. So felt a bit uh, sad that I had to talk. <laughs> Destroy the silence. So I suggest before I start talking and teaching a little bit of meditation that we just share like uh, five minutes together just in silence. And I'll start it with the bell and end it with the bell. Just five minutes so we can arrive in the place we are, arrive in the moment.
<laughs> to be honest, that was just five minutes for my own self-indulgence. <laughs> because sometimes when you have to teach a guided meditation, uh, you have to talk while you're meditating. It's a bit more um, involved than just sitting here and doing nothing. So I just wanted to take five minutes to sit and do nothing. And I hope you were able to do the same. I see some people here who were here yesterday, also some people who were not. But yesterday I spoke about the Buddha's idea of mindfulness. Mindfulness, how it is taught in the suttas. It's a little bit different than how we often hear the term mindfulness used nowadays, especially in like... Uh, uh, circles outside of Buddhism where they have taken the concept of mindfulness uh, outside of the uh, context of the, of the Eightfold Path, the context of the suttas. And there in those settings, like psychological settings, etc., you often hear mindfulness defined as awareness and non-judgmental of the present moment. But I've shown yesterday uh, by investigating some suttas that uh, the, the Buddha's idea of mindfulness is a bit different. And today I want to sort of expand on that and teach you a little bit about how to use the Buddha's idea of mindfulness in meditation. Because the Buddha often compared mindfulness to a guard. A guard that is... Of course, not a real guard. It's sin. It's a uh, metaphor for like having a guard in your mind. And yesterday, I gave an example that you can have a guard inside of you which guards your your behavior. For example, when you take the precepts, for example, the precept not to not to lie or not to kill then the mindfulness is what acts like the thing inside of you which remembers those precepts. So that in a, when you come into a situation and maybe uh, uh, a mosquito lands on you and tries to, uh, tries to uh, bite you, and you don't go and swat, swat it because you remember you took the precept not to kill, so at that moment when you remember that is like a kind of mindfulness. It's part of mindfulness. That's of course not mindfulness in meditation, but it gives you a little bit of an idea of what mindfulness means in the suttas. It means, among other things, it means to remember instructions in meditation. Or it remembers the task you've set yourself for meditation. It means to not forget. For example, uh, if you do metta meditation, you don't, don't forget that you're doing metta meditation. If you're focusing on the breath, it means you uh, guard the breath in a sense. Uh, you, rem you keep in mind the breath. And my main teacher, Ajahn Brahm, has written a nice chapter on all of this in a, a book which 
used to be called Mindfulness Bliss and Beyond, but now there is a new edition which is called Happiness Through Meditation. I think the title is the only thing that changed really. And this is chapter 5, which is uh, called The Quality of Mindfulness. And I'm, I'm not going to read it all out, of course, which is quite a bit, but I recommend you to, if you can get your hands on this book, to read that chapter, because it sort of explains in different words what I am trying to uh, get across yesterday and also today, next week as well. And uh, I want to read a little passage from this book. I suppose they must have it here in the library, by the way, for people who are here. You can probably borrow it from here. But uh, there's a little passage here in the book which uh, is called Instructing the Gatekeeper. So before this passage, uh, the Ajahn Brahm explains a bit the same kind of ideas I've talked about, mindfulness being like a guard or a gatekeeper. Uh, which keeps in mind certain instructions. So I'll read out a little passage now. At the beginning of the meditation, please remember that there is a gatekeeper inside, something that can be aware of what's happening and remember instructions. Tell the gatekeeper something like, now is the time to be aware of the present moment. Tell the gatekeeper, this three times. If you repeat something, you're more likely to remember it. Maybe when you were at school and couldn't spell a word, you had to write it out a hundred times. You never forgot it after that, because when you repeat something, it takes more effort and mindfulness becomes stronger. What's easy to do doesn't require much mindfulness, so make it difficult for yourself by repeating instructions. I will be aware of the present moment. I will be aware of the present moment. I will be aware of the present moment. With the gatekeeper, like any other servant or worker, you don't have to keep giving the same instructions every second or two. Just give that instruction to the gatekeeper three times at the beginning, then let the gatekeeper get on with the task. Trust the gatekeeper to know its job. Instruct your gatekeeper as you would instruct a taxi driver. Just say clearly where you want to go, then you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. And this idea of setting up like a, a gatekeeper or a guard in your meditation has been very helpful for me throughout my practice. It's been a long time since I actually read this book. <laughs> I haven't read it for years and years. Just reread it again for those talks here about mindfulness. But it, I've always been doing that kind of a practice. So often when we hear talked about mindfulness, you get instructions like this. Just focus on the breath and when you lose it, straight back, when you lose the breath, you go straight back on the breath. And you might lose it very quickly again, but straight back on the breath. Those kind of instructions to keep moving your awareness, I find very uh, um, how how to how to how to call this very uh, unrelaxing, <laughs> very disturbing in a way, because you keep moving, you keep working with your mind all the time. But if instead you, you 
do it like this. Katrin Brown suggests you tell your mind, for example, three times, please now focus on the breath. You, you, you make it very clear that this is what you want to do. You tell yourself for the rest of the meditation, please focus on the breath. And then, as he said, you just sit back, relax, and enjoy. And you'll find if you've instructed your mind properly, it will automatically find the breath back when you lose it. And you don't have to do it. You don't have to put forth as much effort. You will still lose the breath from time to time. But it, uh, the mind knows by itself to get back. Like the taxi driver knows the way to your destination, your mind will know the way into deeper meditation. So you can use mindfulness like this. This is one way only that, you, that mindfulness is used. It's such a wide concept, but this is what I want to focus on today. To set up a gatekeeper inside of our mind that uh, in, remembers instructions. And when I talk about the breath at the present moment, those are just examples of what you can do. I know for myself and also for other people, sometimes it's just not the right time to focus on your breathing uh, for meditation. doesn't always work. It's not always the right, uh, the right meditation object. Sometimes it's better to do loving kindness or compassion or uh, just the uh, equanimity, just the bare awareness, just to be there and let whatever come uh, whatever comes, let, just let it be. Or whatever, there's actually uh, hundreds and hundreds of ways of meditating. But in all of those ways of meditating, you can always use mindfulness in this way to set up like, uh, like the gatekeeper, really. It's actually quite a good metaphor. You set it up like something inside of you that remembers. And you're... For those of you who haven't practiced like this, it uh, sounds maybe uh, a bit abstract, but you'll find your if you trust your mind and if you've instructed it properly, it'll just know. It's funny, sometimes you can even instruct your mind, and this is talked about in the suttas as well, you can, before you go to bed, you can tell yourself, oh, I want to wake up tomorrow uh, at five o'clock or whatever, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. 11 o'clock, <laughs> whatever time you want to get up. And if you can instruct your mind before you go to bed, and uh, you, know, you might find that it actually sort of something inside of you knows when it's time to wake up. You might find also that you often wake up just five minutes before your alarm. I don't know if anybody recognizes that, but I have that very often. This is like something inside of you that remembers. So today I want to do a little guided meditation around this concept to use the um, yeah use the mindfulness in this way. And throughout the meditation, I will be giving you instructions on how you can use this mindfulness. And 
please know that you can always do something else than what I'm saying. Because our minds are all in different places right now. And the, mind, and the meditation will evolve differently for all of us. So please, you don't have to follow my advice. You've all been meditating before, I assume. And you know your mind's much better than I, so... You can do something else, but... If you're willing to come along with me, then that's also, also fine. So please find a nice posture to sit in. We'll be meditating for about uh, uh, about uh, 50 minutes, I think, 40 minutes. Yeah, 40 minutes. So have a posture that you can sit in for about that time. Fine if you sit on a chair. I also meditate on a chair sometimes. It's nothing better, n nothing special about sitting cross-legged. So in a moment I will invite the bell to signify the start of the meditation. I'll ring it again at the entry times. And maybe now take a moment to, to tell yourself or your, tell your mind in your own words something like, I will listen to the sound of this bell and make it so that you remember. Repeat to yourself, I will listen to the sound of this bell. I'll listen to the sound of the bell. Just instruct your mind in whatever way to set up mindfulness. And now we know that we will be meditating together for about 40 minutes. So we can also use mindfulness to remind ourselves of that. 
to really, in a way, program our, in our mind that for the next 40 minutes, we will really value this time together and make sure we uh, yeah that we meditate this is the time for meditation this is not the time to figure out any pr any specific problems we might have in our jobs or whatever so just tell yourself this is the time to meditate for the next 40 minutes we will meditate I will meditate especially for the people online make sure have your emails notifications off and all that sort of stuff so you can just really focus for the next 40 minutes because you deserve that time, that quiet so everybody in your own words tell yourself the next 40 minutes are really important we really want to give it our best our best effort in a way we care about the meditation so you tell your mind We will meditate together, mind. And we will have a good time. We'll be kind. And we'll relax. And when you instruct your mind like this, you sort of know what's, you know how long it, you have to meditate and your mind will remember more easily when it gets distracted that this is it was supposed to be meditation time, not the time to figure things out. So this is also a way that you can set up your mindfulness to help you in a meditation. So just use your own words to tell yourself in a kind way that this is the time for meditation. Once you've told your mind that it's for the next 40 minutes will be meditation time, 
Then, as Ajahn Brahm suggested in the book, we can tell the mind to be aware of the present moment and to repeat that instruction three times and use whatever kind and compassionate instruction that works for you. For me, it's very helpful not to tell myself I will be aware of the present moment because that makes me a little bit tense. Instead, I instruct my mind, I will allow the present moment to come into awareness. I'll allow the moment to be. Things like that. And find, find your own little way to tell the mind just to allow the present moment to be or to focus on the moment. And repeat that instruction couple times, doesn't have to be with the same words, but repeat it until you feel the instruction is sort of cemented inside, like, like the mind gets it, it knows what you want to do. And once you've set it up, set up the mindfulness, the gatekeeper, you can trust the gatekeeper. You don't have to continually look over the shoulder of the gatekeeper or, or tell him what to do or her. You can go back inside your little home and the gatekeeper will stand in front, make sure that no thieves come in. Same with the mindfulness, you can trust a mind if you've instructed it properly that it'll do what you've told it to do. So you can relax, just let the meditation flow. So maybe I'll keep quiet now for a while. You can maybe repeat the instructions again and then just sit back and relax. See what happens.
and everything that's part of the present, we allow it. The sound of the air conditioning, sound of cars driving by, or the sound of other people in the room. Feelings in our body. Feelings in our mind. Thoughts as well that are about the present. We allow everything.
And if you find that your mind still wanders to the past or the future, and that's okay, but don't use force to bring it continually back to the present moment. Instead, use wise mindfulness and set up the guard again. Give a new set of instructions and after that, sit back again and relax and let the guard do its job. Another way to set up the card is to, instead of telling what you want to pay attention to in meditation, instead you tell the mind where not to go. There may be specific areas or thoughts uh, where your mind tends to stray towards. Maybe something that's happening in your life right now, which you can't ha almost not help to worry about or something that happened in the past week or whatever. And you can also set up the guard in a way, something like this. Uh, mind, this is not the right time to think about those things. This is not helpful for meditation. It will be more helpful to stay in the present. And afterwards, if necessary, we can look at those problems more clearly after we had a rest. So you can instruct your mind to not go there where you might have some, uh, where the mind tends to stick or stray. You can tell your mind, I will not uh, think about those things, it's not the right time, let's not think about the future. Let's not think about the past. And what remains if you don't think about the past or future is the present. So you can use again your own instructions or just use Let's not think about the past. Let's not think about the future. And repeat those instructions again until you feel the mind gets the idea, gets the message. And then you sit back again and you see what happens.
And if your mind latches onto something in the present moment and really allow it to be fully aware and interested in the present moment. Don't hold back on awareness. Thinking you have to save the energy or something. No, don't think that. Just really allow a mind to really take in as much as it can of the present. To really hear or to really feel the body or the breath. Or to really enjoy the silence between the thoughts. I'll leave you with those instructions for another 20 minutes. Then I'll guide you out of the meditation.
We are nearing the end of the meditation now. In two minutes, I will ring the bell. Sig signal the end of the meditation. So just for the next two more minutes, just still allow another opportunity for the present moment to come into your awareness. Check out how you're feeling now. There will be three sounds of the bell. Let them gently take you out of meditation. And the third ring will signal the end of our meditation. So that is some ways that we can use the guard of mindfulness to instruct our mind to stay in the present moment. The present moment is nice. Always we can rest there. And when we instruct the mind with using this gatekeeper principle, always do so in a kind way. We always work together with the mind. We team up in meditation. We are not the boss over our minds. We don't force it around. It's like you train a dog. And you, how do you train a dog? You don't hit it when it doesn't do what you want. Instead, you treat it nicely. And when it does what you want, you pet it. Well done. So, if your mind does what you like, if it's been in the present moment, 
well done mind and if it doesn't do what you want then that's okay never use force in meditation use always wisdom and use kindness this is why we also call it instead of mindfulness we call it kindfulness with kindness meditation becomes so much more easy so this was one way to use the mindfulness as a guard but uh, we've been just focusing on the present moment in this meditation you could also use it to say to yourself i'll focus on the breath and repeat that and you'll have to use your own instructions find whatever works for you and also get some experience with this tool uh, and because the more often you do it the more as with any skill the more often you do it the better you get at it and it'll become easier and easier and at some point you don't really need to instruct anymore your mind knows automatically what to do and you can use this also outside of meditation by the way you can also for example when you have to do some work and you know you're gonna do maybe an hour of paperwork or whatever before you do it you just tell yourself okay this hour is all about the paperwork i won't be doing thinking about anything else i'll just do this and you'll find out you'll be so much more efficient with your work if you do things like that when i was studying i also always made sure if i really had to study a certain topic or subject clear the table of every other subject and just have only that book and handouts there and tell myself okay i'm gonna focus now on this topic whatever i had to study as a student and really get into it and not worry about anything else and when i found out that trick to study my study became so much more efficient and i had higher grades as well so you can use these kind of tools inside a meditation but also outside and you'll find your own ways to use it and uh, yeah i'll leave you with that and next week i'll give you some more uh, similar ideas about uh, using mindfulness in meditation so if you want to listen to that then you're very welcome and if anybody has some questions here then uh, this would be the right time. If not, that's also the right time. <laughs> because then we can just sit here in the present moment. Sorry, can I ask you to talk into the... Yeah, do you have any tips for stopping yourself from drifting off to sleep? Sorry, can you repeat that? Do you have any tips for stopping yourself from drifting off to sleep? Drifting off to sleep? Yeah, in, in meditation, I suppose you mean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes you really want to drift off to sleep. This is, some people have really trouble falling asleep, you know. I used to have that when I was younger. Uh, when I was 15 or something, for a long time, really had uh, trouble falling asleep. So I had the opposite, always being awake too much. So 
first of all, you can think, okay, I'm happy that I don't have that problem. <laughs> you know, I fall asleep. It's okay. You know, you, you look at it from a different angle because often when we see a quote problem in our meditation, we get a bit uh, judgmental about it, like oh, I shouldn't fall asleep. You know. So one way is to change your perspective. Okay, it's sleepiness. It's all right. You know, but uh, I mean, change your perspective in such a way that you don't become negative about it. Do you see what I'm I'm saying here? Uh, and then another thing, you can use mindfulness as well. The same guard thing. When, for example, right now it's getting dark outside and you've probably, uh, most of you have been working hard today and then you sit down to meditate and, and you know, okay, this is probably going to be uh, a, a, a time that I will nod off or fall asleep, uh, be, become dull. If you know that, that might be a problem in this meditation or you already see yourself falling to sleep and you can tell your mind something like mind this is not the time to uh, nod off we've got some more energy uh, let's be aware now for the next 40 minutes or whatever you would be meditating and you set up this guard inside that uh, is aware that this problem of sleepiness might come up. And if you do that, you tell yourself, okay, uh, I might fall asleep this meditation. Then your mind is more, um, uh, your mind will see that e uh, earlier when you f start falling asleep. It'll be, uh, as it were, uh, alert to that problem. It'll be on, on, on guard for that. And the, the sooner you catch yourself nodding off, the easier it is to uh, raise your awareness instead. Often in meditation, the nodding off is not because we're really tired, but it's just because uh, this is just uh, a direction the mind decides to go into. When you really uh, have the awareness set up to be on guard for that, then you can actually, it's almost like you make a decision. Uh, when you come to a, a T-junction, do you go right or left? And then in your meditation, if you are aware enough, you can uh, make the decision, do we go into the dullness or do we go the other way and stay alert? But if you're already uh, took the left turn into dullness and you're already on that road, then it's al often already too late. So make sure you, uh, when you know this is a problem, sleepiness, that you uh, are on guard for it. Then you can be on time before the junction comes. You already see the problem coming and then you take the right turn instead into awareness. But sometimes you are just tired. And it's not just that the mind decides to be dull, out of boredom, boredom or discontent. But sometimes you are just really tired. And you have to recognize then as well, okay, this is just not the right time to be aware, alert, 
it just doesn't work. And then sometimes it's just actually very helpful just to nod off for a while on purpose. I do that in my meditation when I notice this is going on. For example, I've been working hard in the monastery sometimes and then uh, I meditate and I just notice I'm tired. And I just then I just let myself not off for a while. Just really, but then I do it really well. <laughs> I don't hold back from sleeping sleepiness. So I might even just really fall asleep for a little bit. But uh, then you'll find you actually uh, get some energy out of that, and then you can then afterwards continue again meditating. So yeah, it's a funny thing about sleepiness. Sometimes it's just not a problem to indulge in it. Unlike things like uh, anger or something, it's always a bit problematic if you indulge in your anger. Yeah. Uh, never really helpful. But with sleepiness, sometimes you just fall asleep a bit, little bit in your meditation, just not off. It's nothing uh, really uh, karmically unwholesome about it. <laughs> you know, you're not off for a while, whatever. <laughs> so that's just some ways to to. Uh, uh, deal with sleepiness. Was, was that helpful? Uh, yes, somewhat. But I've heard that you can meditate with your eyes half open. Yes. I'm not quite sure what that means. I suppose it's like this. <laughs> well, you can you know, half open, a quarter open, one eighth open, <laughs> fully open, fully closed. You you can meditate with your eyes open as well. Actually, it's good that you bring that up because when I'm uh, sleepy, I often meditate with my eyes open. Or uh, I put it when it's still early morning and it's all dark outside and I want to meditate. Then sometimes I just take a lamp and put it in front of my face. And even though I have my eyes closed and shine the lamp right in my face, and you get the brightness, you know, uh, which wakes you up. And actually, perception of light is what the Buddha is uh, the standard uh, Buddha's teaching to uh, overcome uh, sleepiness. There's a other techniques as well, but like uh, perception of light is the standard one. So one way to do that is just to keep your eyes open. Yeah, it's all right. That's perfectly fine. You can meditate like that as well. Yeah, you might even look at the candle here on the shrine, for example, or that light in the shrine if you feel that is helpful uh, to not fall asleep. Yeah. Thank you for that question and the comment as well. So, everybody happy? Online, everybody happy as well, Langdon? They are, Dante, yes. Very, very good. Well, let's end our time together then by uh, paying respects to the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha. Uh, and we'll see each other.
maybe next week. <laughs>